Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. All right, welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Everything Zazlo Show 2.0, including It's Still Real to Me, is always brought to us by our title sponsor, Anna Jarn Levine Accident Attorneys. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, you're dealing with a personal injury, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. As we get you caught up in all the big stories in the world of pro wrestling over the last week, we're coming at you here on a Monday. Weren't able to get around to everything. Father's Day weekend, the whole deal. And we wanted to make sure that we recorded the show, Joey, after the debut of AEW Collision on Saturday night. So we have a lot to get to here. How are you? You doing all right? Everything going okay? Yeah, I'm glad we had the extra day. Now we have an extra show. We're still, we we got to figure out how to, you know, synthesize and really digest yeah. all of this content. So we yeah. took that extra day to get ready. So, so let's get right out of here because we got a lot to get to. I'm excited to talk about a number of different things. And I think for the first time in, man, I, I couldn't even tell you when, we're going to start off the show. We're going to start off this week's edition of It's Still Real to Me talking about AEW. And you know I love when they do this. So we'll go back to Dynamite where they start the night, man. Adam Cole and MJF, right? Like, am I remembering correct? They started off mm-hmm. Wednesday night with the with a, a, a world championship eliminator match, they mm-hmm. call it, right? Yep. Now, in theory, I hate this idea, all right? Now, that's not something that AEW just came up with. WWE used to do a lot of that. I feel like they haven't done it in a while, but that WWE used to do that plenty. But I hate that idea that Adam Cole needs to beat the champion to then earn a championship shot. So what you're essentially saying is, in order to become world champion, you have to win twice while the other guy wins zero times. It's not even a two out of three falls, if you want to look at it that way. You have to win twice. They have to win zero. And that's how you become the world champion. I hate that logic. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't really understand. I didn't really get, you know, when they started two weeks ago when they announced that Adam Cole had to win an eliminator. To it was like it's Adam Cole. I mean, he's he's the number one contender. I mean, if you want him to be the number one contender, like Adam Cole is big enough to be the number one contender. Yeah. But I think it makes sense to me in this regard. It's it's just a different way because we have a pay per view coming up, so they have to draw this out. And Cole, there's got to be a, I guess this is the way to like make Cole somewhat earn it in it, it, to become the number one contender and draw out the, this, uh, the storyline of him becoming number one contender because we still got to get through forbidden door. So if they want to start the build now for, I'm assuming this is going to be for all out. It's just another way of doing it. I agree. I don't think Adam Cole needs to win a match to be number one contender. He's just, He's Adam Colt, baby. You know, he, he he can be that guy. Now, with all that said, match was awesome. It was mm-hmm. like a 30-minute match. It's it really crazy. cool when you wind up looking at the time, and holy shit, they're a quarter of the way done with Dynamite, and this match is still going on. So the match was awesome, and obviously it was a 30-minute match because as Cole is about to win, the bell rings, time's up. You got to give a lot of credit here, Joey. Because we've seen this before. I mean, specifically, what was it with the 60-minute match between Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, right? Where that mm-hmm. ended up in a draw. We've seen this. The Iron Man match with MJF. Right, but that, but that at but least then... was an Iron Man match. You know, right. this is not an Iron Man match. This is a match that just ended in time limits. So you got to give the announcers a lot of right. credit here. Mm-hmm. Because when that bell rang after the two... I had no idea that the time was coming up. I had no clue. But once the bell rang, I was like, oh, shit. This is how they're doing it. The time just ran out. So I knew immediately when it happened. But leading up to it, I had no clue that we were close to it. 
at the beginning of the match, did they do did were the, did they so I think what they probably needed to do there, unless I missed it and I just didn't notice it, did they do introductions before the match? Like you know how like for title matches when they're in do the they, ring, does AEW always do that? No, they don't. I don't know that they always do it, but it would have helped set the table for the time limit. Because if you're not really listening to the announcer, like there was no, if there's no emphasis on the announcer, then there's no emphasis on the fact that there is a time limit. So it does make it confusing. Like when the bell rang, I wasn't really sure what was going on. Oh, I knew immediately, but leading up to it, it was never a thought in my mind that are hmm. they coming up on the time limit? I, I actually, never had a clue. I was. I was actually a little confused. I thought there was like a screw job going on or something, um, but it's fine. the The one thing I will say is that I, I, what my immediate reaction was like, man, this is going to be one of the, this is going to be one of the um, main events for their biggest show they've ever done. I, I mean, which is what it seems like they're headed towards. Yeah, and they just did a th- well, but and they just did a thirty minute match. Well, but they they can now they could add some kind of stipulation to it, I suppose. Right, that's I mean, what I'm certainly saying. They the stipulation is no time limit. That's one stipulation. Right, but he. But well, yeah, like a like a like a some type of no disqualification or something yeah. like that. Because yeah. they can't. Although just, there's they, never really they can't any do Iron Man. They can't do Iron Man again. No, 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 no. You just but, did it. But there's never really disqualification in AEW anyway, right? Like well, when do he jumped out onto a table. <laughs> he jumped out of the ring onto it and slammed him through a table. So I will no. say, yeah, that boy, that looked like a tough spot, man. For like both guys. he, yeah. yeah, he hit him hard. He came down on him, and I'm glad though at the end of the match, Adam Cole got the mic. Five more minutes. Thank God MJF didn't accept because I thought that was a weird thing for Adam Cole to say. Because then if MJF accepts it, it's like, why the hell would you possibly accept five more minutes? Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Which, of course, he did. But I thought right. for a moment he was going to accept it, and that would have made zero sense. Well, so, I didn't think he was going to accept it, but I thought Tony Schiavone was going to get the call in his ear from Tony Khan. Oh, yeah, he, he loves that make move. Him, and he was going to make him accept loves it. That move. Loves I thought that that's move. Where, I thought that's where we were headed there. But it's fine the way it is. Now we'll probably go... A couple weeks without any real interaction between them because we have Forbidden Door, yeah. and then they'll pick it back up right now. After. Now, has any somebody has to have done this? So the question is, have you seen it? Somebody has to have gone back to the start of the match with the bell ringing and timed out when the bell rang again at the very end, right? And doesn't no, I, I, I have not seen anyone do. Somebody that. had to have done that. That has to be out there. Because are, are I mean, you curious? Oh, not really. I mean, it's a dynamite match. I look. I think like it has to be. Ser- the, it has the, to be legit because if somebody goes back, it's like, oh, this is six minutes shy of the time limit. Like that's bullshit. It has to be. Oh legit, no, wasn't it? Well, if anything, it went over. It seemed like the longest match we've ever seen on Dynamite. Um, I'm but, really curious, if, you know, to see somebody having timed that out because well, the then I, I always wonder, you know, how did they get the timing right that it's coming? In the two counts, you know, I, I I like that kind of stuff. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess I, maybe maybe somebody put it out there. I have not. I haven't it seen it. Has to be out there. It has to be. I, I haven't mean, seen maybe, it either. Maybe I'll go back and watch it. Maybe I'll go back and watch it. Well, yeah. I mean, it. it's easy enough. We could just hit a you know, yeah, hit a timer at the start timer. and and right. then just go to the end. It's not that hard. Right. But I I am interested in that. And because if they pulled it off where it was like within a, a second or two, so it's legit. 
boy, that's that's very impressive. If I mean, look, they they're in the ref's ear. The ref's telling them when to, when it's time to go home. Right. I mean, very possible. I mean, if it was down to the second, that's incredible. Very impressive. But even if it's within thirty seconds, it's pretty impressive. I think. Do you have anything else on on the main event there? It was it was great. It was a lot of fun. No, it's it's good. I mean, I, my only it, my only problem is it has nothing actually to do with that match. It has more to do with um it, it has more to do with later on in the show the way they introduced the Tanahashi thing. Uh okay. with Tanahashi and MJF. I wish they would have looped that into this match somehow. Mm-hmm. Like MJF's walking away. I don't need to fight anybody. He's on get maybe gets on the mic. I don't need to fight anybody. No one deserves to fight me. And then Tanahashi pops on the screen. I just thought like there was a way to to announce the Tanahashi MJF match, assuming it's actually gonna happen, because MJF's saying it's not gonna happen. He's saying he's not gonna show up. <laughs> he doesn't have to um, play the forbidden door, right? Right. Um the way they I wish they would have looped that into that match. Because it would have been a cool thing to have for the live crowd to have Tanahashi pop up on the screen. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the match itself was great. So what did you? So we're obviously we're gonna get Sting versus Jericho now, right? We're gonna get that at, I guess, is it all in? Is that I, I always get the names wrong. All out. All out at all out. No wait, and is it all out? No, it's all in. You're I right. I can it's never remember in. the names. Well, all out is the one that's a normal pay per view, like every year. All out is all okay. out, and then all in. All in was this was the first one ever, right? And I think this the Wembley show is the first all in that makes since sense. That show. Oh, okay, that makes right? sense. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's Maybe. what it is. I got uh, oh, I got to confirm. Now it we knew confusing. we were headed toward this because I don't know if you saw, but it was like two weeks ago. Where excuse me on on Twitter, someone messaged, "Oh, it'd be great to see Jericho and Sting go at it," and yeah. Jericho responded to it, "Nobody cares," something like that. And then right. the very next episode of Dynamite, we get the two of them in the ring together. Okay, fine, whatever. But here's here's the thing that bothers me. And look, th- this happens on, like, like with AEW's broadcast team. First of all, you saw Jim Ross is stepping down. Where oh, he's taking time off. Yeah, yeah. So he's taking time away. But you know why? I mean, did you see him? Yeah, he got busted up, and, and he sounded and, terrible on Collision. Oh well, yeah, awful. on Cl- he sounded really bad on Collision. Yeah. But here's also an area where Shivani bothers me too. Like Sting, so Sting and Jericho are face to face. The crowd's loving it. The first thing I would say I would say is, can you shut the fuck up in the moments? Like, can I just watch it and you know let the crowd like l- let the moment breathe? I I can hear like this. I don't need to hear anyone else. That's number one. But Shivani will do things like Sting and Jericho. We've never seen these two in the ring together. This is the one of the most amazing moments in the hit, and it's just, it feels so canned. And so forced. And it's like, mm-hmm. everybody can read the situation. We all know how cool this is, all right? We all know this is a lot of fun. But it's such a canned line. This is one of the most amazing moments. No, we've never seen these two in the ring together. And it, I don't know, it's just it, like it bothers me in the moment. I've never liked the Dynamite announced team. I don't like them. I think there are no, I think there's too much joking. I think they, they they just mess up. It's Taz and Shivani with inside jokes that they, they, they don't. It doesn't even seem like they really care that much about the wrestling. They're not good at putting over the talent. I mean, I know they all hate MJF, but they 
I mean, MJF seems irrelevant to, in AEW when I'm watching AEW TV. It, it's just, we get it. We know he's a heel, but can somebody be the heel and put him over? Mm-hmm. Like, who's the heel on the on the announced I would have thought it's that, Taz, but but he's not. He's but not. he's not. He, no one puts MJF over. And I, I get it. Like, he's a shit. He's shitty. But, like, it, it genuinely sounds like they don't like him, like, as yeah. a person in real life. Yeah, but it's an all-babyface broadcast. But this is, but again... I bring it back to Excalibur, who's very good. I think he's good, too. He's very good at calling the action, but I don't think he's good at running the booth. Like, that moment that you just talked about, as much as you may not like him, if it was Michael Cole, he would have just stopped them. Just shut up. He would have been, he would have tapped them or been like, yep, no. He would have known that that was the moment where you just lay out and you let it happen. Yep. I don't think Excalibur is that guy. Alex Excalibur is a great play-by-play guy. He's very, I mean, he obviously knows all these, he knows the names and the histories and this and that, but Shivani and Taz are legends and it almost feels like they're the ones running the booth and Excalibur's there to like hit the beats that they don't know how to hit. It feels so forced to me sometimes and I hate it. It is. It's either overly forced like that, like it's sting. All right. It was cool when he first came back. Right, right, right. have to do it every time. Right. Um, It's either that or it's them being like overly jokey with each other and it's like, talking about like jokes that they had with each other backstage. It's not entertaining. Which is worse, Shivani yelling, it's Sting, or when Michael Cole used to yell, it's boss time. It's what time? Boss Boss, time. Boss time. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with Shivani just because I I love Michael Cole. So um, I'm going to go with Shivani being more annoying. I just, (laughs) he's not, I don't know. It's, I would, I would say this, as much as they were a little bit shaky, a little bit shaky first episode. One of the highlights of Collision to me was having like a real announced team. Kevin, Kevin Kelly, Kelly and Nigel McGuinness. And Nigel McGuinness. Tell like, you what, man. You know I what? thought Nigel Two... McGuinness was very good. Yeah, they're listen, you have you have the the you have the the play by play guy and you have the color guy, and there's and they're and the color guy's a heel. And they're and the color guy's a heel, and they're professional and they're not joking with each other, and it's not like oh patting each other on the back and like awkward pauses where they're calling each other out for not talking like i'll tell you what made it for me with nigel mcginnis amazing power and glory reference in the main event of Mm -hmm. collision and i don't know how many people understood that reference but for people who do get the reference hercules and paul roma uh and and not only was that their name obviously but that that was power and glory's finishing move when he calls it here's the power there's the glory that was their finishing move, the superplex off the ropes Hercules used to do. And then Paul Roma times it out, and he does the big splash off the other turnbuckle because mm-hmm. that move was fucking awesome back yeah. in, you know, 1991. <laughs> that That's mm-hmm. an amazing move back then. Yeah. So I thought that was cool as hell that he referenced power and glory. That was fun. Yeah, they, they need this. This is what I've been talking about, like, you're sitting here with guys like in like Impact has Tom Hannafin and, and Aiden English. I forgot what his name is now. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you could have those guys are great. You could have yeah. have a team like that on like Dynamite needs a, a, an announced team like that. There's so many moments. I think if you go back over the, the first what f- it's been like four years now, almost something like that of AEW. Four years. There are so many moments that I think probably would be more memorable moments. If their announced team was not such a shit show. The announced team is enormous when it comes to memorable moments. It really mm-hmm. is. 
it really plays huge. a huge role. It really and does. And then you and then you have these mo and then you have even even more so when you add JR into and now it's a four man booth and it's like what do we do? Like, and what, and just J- and JR is just he's he's out. He's like done. off his rocker, you know. He's done. He's done. He's been yeah. done, but he was listen, he was done the first year of AEW when he was misgendering Sonny Kiss on TV. Like like he was doing things. He was saying things on TV that the person running TV should have been like, all right, yeah, it's, it's probably it's probably time to, you know, move on from JR. Respectfully, yeah. like have him part of the company, let him do whatever he's got to do. I get it. He's, you know, he's a legend, and, but everyone's time passes. And I tell you something, I was actually looking through the entire AEW roster. They got an old problem. They got a little bit of an old problem in AEW, I think. Really? They have some really old people on their roster. I didn't even really think about it because I was, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I was thinking about the punk stuff. And I was looking up how old he was, and he's 44. And I was like, man, he's got to be one of the oldest guys on the roster. He's not even particularly close to the oldest <laughs> active. They have multiple guys over 50. I mean, it's crazy. It's just, it just speaks to the, you got to know when to let it go. Tony Khan, I get it, man. You're a, you're a huge fan. You grew up watching these guys. You want to have them around. Give them other jobs. They don't all have to be on TV. The uh, the end of Dynamite. Uh, you had the uh, the six man tag, and if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Blackpool Combat Club won. Right? They beat mm-hmm. the Elite at the very end. But the thing that they, everyone well, they're beating down the Elite at the end. Yeah, they didn't win the match. I or maybe they did. I just I remember all I remember from it. It feels like two weeks ago. Right. Well, was, I mean, the, the big moment was, was the very was the end ending. Everyone, was, yeah. the, was the really the beat well, that's down. the important part. So Eddie Kingston right. runs out first, uh, which I mean. Look, I'm not an Eddie Kingston guy, so it's no, under- the, no, no. The Hung Bucks won, and then they oh, got beat okay. down. They got okay. beat down by Blackpool Combat Club. So Eddie Kingston comes running down, and look, I'm not a big Eddie Kingston guy. You know, he looks like a slob. Uh, it's you know, it's it's not for me. It's one thing to look like a slob, and you're Kevin Owens. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, Eddie Kingston looks like a slob, and he's Eddie Kingston. It, it doesn't do it for me, right? But but I, I did like the kind of callback with Eddie Kingston and Moxley, although I was confused when Eddie Kingston is telling the guys, hey, you know, don't you know leave Moxley alone. Like he was protecting Moxley. And then Moxley got up and went forehead to forehead with Eddie Kingston. Like Eddie Kingston was just saving your ass. What are you getting mad at him over? You know, that what well, there was a lot of it. things. The Eddie Kingston thing was for multiple reasons, potentially just like not good. It, it, now. If it's a swerve, like, all right, so first of all, if you don't watch Ring of Honor, you don't understand that there is massive bad blood between Eddie Kingston and Cesaro because they fought oh, for the I didn't Ring know of Honor that. title. See, I didn't That's know why that. he went in and attacked Cesaro. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Right. Can he, you, did the announcer mention it? I, I, I don't no, think they did. did. I don't know. But, but I'm saying, like, I, if you don't know that, then you don't know that. I if didn't you don't know watch that. Ring of Honor, you don't know that. Now, obviously, you know the history between him and Mox, and that's why I think you know, him and Mox didn't hit each other. Although it would seem like Eddie Kingston was saving, you know, the Blackpool comp or was saving, was saving the elite. Moxley. Well, and Moxley. Right. But he attacks Cesaro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. they didn't make it very clear there. So that's one thing. Again, does Shivani Shivan- know that Eddie Kingston and Cesaro are rivals in Ring of Honor? I mean, they, I know that they fought in Ring of Honor for the title. And I think it was like a, Decent. I think it was like one of Cesaro's first uh, programs as okay. the champion. Um, I, I could I could be misremembering, but I, I just know from reading. I don't watch Ring of Honor either. 
I will say um, though, I, I will say Osprey coming out at the end was really, really cool. Really cool. But here's my thing. So here's my other thing. So with with Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. my concern with this whole thing was please tell me Eddie Kingston is not going to be the fifth member of the elite to go up against. Well, I thought Eddie Black- Kingston quit AEW. He well, he left and went to Ring of Honor. But like he but he quit. Like he actually I mean that, said I quit. Well, but that's why they were like, he's back, he's back. Uh-huh. He didn't he didn't quit in real life. He no, like, I know, I understand, but for storyline, he quit. Right. And that's why I think they were making a big deal about him being back. But they definitely left out the part about him why he's attacking Cesaro. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. But again, if this is all leading to him being the fifth guy um with the elite and at all in against Blackpool Combat Club and Tuck. I don't know. He's not really a a play nice with others type of guy. I don't know. It would, to me, it would be massively disappointing. If it's a way for them to tease that it's going to be him, but then it still ends up being Kota Ibushi, I'm okay with it. And then then he could just do his thing. But it was very strange when he showed up. Yes, Will Ospreay coming out. That was very cool. That was very cool. And it's good. And it, it shows people that aren't used to him. He also fought on... On, um, okay, so that's what I was going to say night. here real quick. Again, we've talked about this before. Rampage is such a weird show because I decided, I don't know if it was Friday. I think it was Friday night. I think late Friday night. I got done with SmackDown. I'm like, all right, let's run Rampage and see what they got going on here, you know? And especially because I, I also wanted to see what happened with Aubrey Edwards, which predictably was awful. But so <laughs> so I turn on Rampage and the very first match out the gate, freaking Will Ospreay's in there. I go, hold up a second. Hold on a second. He's maybe the best wrestler in the world. And I'm randomly turning on Rampage and Will Ospreay's fighting. I had no idea. Yeah. That's weird. It, it, it was very. That's weird. I mean, it, it was. I don't even remember when I saw that it was happening, but I saw it get announced like on social media. I don't even I think no I idea. saw it. I had no idea. I turned on. He's in the ring. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It's it's yeah. crazy. I mean, it was, but it's whatever. I mean, it's it, it, but you couldn't have that. Uh, We'll talk. We're gonna. I know we're about to talk about collision. You yeah. couldn't have had that match. You couldn't have had Osprey as on the first ever episode of your big new show. You couldn't well, have Osprey. No. So let's talk in, about on that. the next night. Like no. And the reason is well, I guess because... I guess Rampage is pre-taped because and because Rampage is pre-taped and well, that's not even, collision was live that's, in Chicago. That, that wouldn't even be my point. the The reason was because okay, so I thought Collision was really good. And the reason Collision was really good was it was, I mean, it was essentially a, a, a one-time thing. Now, look, Collision may be good every week going forward. I doubt it. But the reason Collision was so good this weekend is not because Collision is going to be good. It's because the entire show was built around big stars returning. And you're not going to be able to replicate that every single week. There's only this one. Was like... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. There's only one time that. Punk is returning. There's only one time Miro's returning. There's only Andrade. one time Andrade's yeah. returning. You know, so the whole night was built around these really cool returns of wrestlers we know are really good and have been wanting to see for a while. So that number one is why Osprey wasn't going to be fighting there because that night was specifically for these wrestlers getting their shine and returning. But that also leads me to, you know, hey, do you think Collision's going to be great moving forward? I'm like, I don't know. I, I I know this one was really good for something that's not going to happen again. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. I think this is. I mean, look, the best the best part of Punk's return to AEW was his return. Like everything to me, everything that happened after he showed up on Rampage 
that when he first returned, yeah, was not very good. Well, but this, I do, this, I do this, think this, that can change just, now. I, I don't think so. I don't. Th- I think punk. All right, I'm going to go on a little punk well, thing. Here. Well, and I'll, I'll add real quick here. The reason that I think it could be different this time around because maybe punk agrees with what you just said. The promo that he came out with on Saturday night. That's a very different promo than he's had since he returned to AEW. He's clearly going to be more heelish. Yeah. In, he's, he's a heel now. And that's why well, that's it can be fine. different. It can be different. But the people he's being he's he's being a heel against aren't gonna fight him. Are they not gonna be on the show? Well, we'll see. We don't like, Oh, you mean you mean if the you're elite? gonna be a massive heel, the elite. Right. This all of the heat on CM Punk is about the fact that they had the thing with the elite, and it's seemingly unless they're just unless it's one big work, which is I guess be. is possible. But it seems like because I was reading today that Punk is going to be on Dynamite because it's in Chicago, and the and the elite's not going to be there. Well, just imagine, just imagine this. Go, like I, I think it's real, and this goes on for another year, and then finally things in reality get hashed out between the elite and Punk. And now you now you got big business you could do together because Punk's been talking shit for a year. And now okay. they're willing to work together. Okay. Can I ask you this? Do you genuinely think in 2023, do you still because I I I have a very strong opinion on this. In 2023, outside of having a hot crowd in Chicago, is anything involving CM Punk big business anymore? I don't think so. Well, but that's why this with real life heat can be that thing that you're searching for. It can be for like, okay, but I, I guess I'm just talking in the context of this show succeeding. You don't think in a year from now, punk versus Omega coming off of real life heat would be big business. Um, I think it'd be big business for like hardcore AW fans, but I, I don't think if it takes them a year to have that happen, collisions off the air. <laughs> right. I, I just like, I don't think CM Punk is relevant enough in 2023 to be the face of a company. And they are positioning him as the other face of the co- of, of some version of the face of the company. Is that I, I did this. I did really I like through, that promo, though. But I listen, really enjoyed that. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Punks peak relevancy okay mm-hmm. the pipe bomb yep four thousand three hundred and seventy five days ago it's yeah. actually 12 years ago to the yeah. day next week yeah first the wwe title win that led to the three-year run 
4,229 days ago. Mm-hmm. He left WWE 3,441 days ago. It's almost like, 10 I, years. He, he, it's, not, it's nine years, five months, three days. Yeah. He's, I understand that there's a, there's a big, there's a spot in, in hardcore wrestling fans of a certain age heart for CM Punk. Well, it'll be interesting what crowds outside of, of Chicago, how they react to it. Right. But, and I understand why I love that run for CM Punk all time. Pipe Bomb is incredible. He had an incredible run. But there's a generation of wrestling fan that doesn't even know who CM Punk is. Yeah. I mean, they just don't. It's been a decade since he was relevant. Right. There is a generation of wrestling fan who are AEW fans who know who the Bucks are, who know who MJF, like they know who these people are. And I think we're headed down this road of Tony Khan just forcing CM Punk down our throat for whatever reason. I do want to keep hearing him take shots at those guys because I love when the lines are blurred. Like that line, counterfeit Bucks. I it got a yelp out of me when I was watching yeah. it Friday night, you know. Yeah, no, it was it was a it was a entertaining promo. Mm-hmm. Um, is his old champ? Is his belt in the bag? Is that what's in the bag? Got, I mean, I think that's the implication, right? That he never really lo- it was taken from him. and He never really lost. It's not going it. to be a mechanical spider like Eric Redwood. Oh man, that uh, <laughs> it might be better. Um, <laughs> but I just I don't know. I, it remains to be seen. Whether a show like this, a Saturday night show, because CM Punk is on it, uh, worst TV night of the successful. week. I, I uh, worst TV night of the week. And the implication that Punk has that I'll belt never watch makes, it live. What are you doing Saturday? I'm watching Collision. Oh. But but also the idea that that's that Punk has that belt makes me think that they're going to just have two championship belts. Oh, I like this idea better, where he just continues to claim he's the real champion. I think it's a cool angle. Yeah, and I think he's going to defend it. Really? I mean, I, I like. There's got to be something to fight for on Saturday, right? If MJF's not going to be on Saturdays, well, yeah. Well, I guess we don't know if he's going to be on Saturdays or not yet. I guess right. we don't know. Although I, now, as much as I don't think CM Punk's rel- like, I just personally, it might just be my personal opinion. I just don't care about CM Punk anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it, this AEW CM Punk, maybe this will change. Look, I wasn't pining for him to come back, but now that he's back, like I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. So you can watch you know, Saturday night. You can be you're gonna be locked in Saturday night. No, no, okay. <laughs> I will, I will get around to it if I'm bored. Sun, some point Sunday, maybe even Monday. There's no chance I watch it live on Saturday night. So no chance. Also, let me just and I'll I'll just say this. Like, I, I I hope that this show doesn't just become like all of the WWE guys that we brought in that we don't know what right. to do with are just stuck on the show because right. I think I counted 26 performers on the show. Like including like managers and stuff, fourteen of the twenty six former WWE guys, really? and on some level, right, that were there and then left and went to AEW. I hope it just doesn't become this thing where like Tony Khan started this company and anybody from WWE who wanted to join could join because they're WWE guys and it gives you a little bit of buzz. Couldn't figure out what to do with all these people, so let's just throw them all on the show and see what works. Like, I hope it doesn't become that either. Couple of uh, things I want to mention to you real quick about Collision. Number one, really enjoyed Andrade using the figure eight. Thought that was cool. And and number two, Luchasaurus winning the TNT TV title. My favorite part. Match was really cool. My favorite part about it though is Christian holding up the belt as yeah, if I mean, he's the champion. Again, like but, that shit's it, awesome. That's that was stuff. fun. That's that was stuff. fun. 
But that that was fun. But that was one of the only matches of the night that wasn't be that was between two guys who've never been in WWE, and it ends with a guy from WWE holding up the title. <laughs> but he's such a piece of shit that Christian. I know it's very. I, it was like that's how they're gonna portray this. That he is now the TNT champion. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. love that. Well, he was screaming, "I'm the champ!" I'm I the love champ. that. <laughs> it was good. I love that. It was that's good. really good. My other, the only other, th- uh, the the other thing from Collision that I'll point out. Sky Blue was in the intro video. I think they're they must be like. May, there must be something happening. There. Like she must be getting a big push. I hope so. That's that is some tushy. That well, I was, so over. I was going to say this. I was going to say this. Tony Khan clearly has a type, okay? <laughs> because you have the jacked athletes fighting for the lesser title. You got uh, yeah. Jade Cargill. You got Statlander. You got uh, what's her name, Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. And then you got the the big the big butts. Tony Storm. for the. J- Jamie Hader, yep. she's 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 not the, she's and Sky Blue. Don't, don't yep. count her out. And then Sky Blue. Yep. I mean, Sky Blue's ass was all over Twitter for oh, the yeah. last couple. Of, it's everywhere. Yep. It is everywhere. Um. So yeah, Tony Khan. I mean, Tony Khan's got a. Seems like Tony Khan's got a type. If you want to be a AEW Women's Champion. All right. So what do we have for Forbidden Door? Which is Forbidden Door is still in two weeks, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what do we got so far? Uh, well, we have the two matches that we knew about Okada and Daniel Brian Danielson mm-hmm. and Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. Um, and then I just mentioned it while we were talking about uh dynamite, but apparently it's Tanahashi versus MJF for the AEW title. Okay, MJF has he said on the show he's not coming, he's not showing up. So <laughs> I like we it. don't we don't actually know if that is official. Uh, they also made official. Sonata, who is the IWGP champion versus Jungle Boy for the okay. IWGP championship, which is very underwhelming. Okay. Um, which I, I think is probably gonna it has to be leading to Jungle Boy and Hook, somebody turning on somebody. I don't know. Um, and then that those are the only four that are announced, but then they they had like a little thing on Dynamite where Zach Saber Jr., who is the IWGP TV champion, approached Orange Cassidy. And said he wanted Cassidy's title. And then Daniel Garcia showed up. Daniel Garcia said he wanted that title, but he also wanted the Ring of Honor Pure title. So now they're doing a tag match with Orange Cassidy and Shibata, who's the Ring of Honor Pure champion, against Daniel Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr., which I'm guessing is going right, to lead to some kind of track of all that. Which I guess is going to, I'm assuming, is going to lead to some kind of fatal four way for a bunch of titles. I don't know. All right. Yeah. All right. Very good. The top of the card's awesome, though. Oh, I, there was one guy on Twitter, and I wish I would have saved the tweet because I would have liked to give him credit for his idea. There's one guy on Twitter who I saw. As much as I just ran down CM Punk, he 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 posed the idea of MJF really doesn't show up, and then Punk shows up with his title and fights Tanahashi for the and he calls himself the real champion, and he shows up and fights Tanahashi. That would be cool. It would be fun. That would be a fun idea. Because Punk doesn't have anything going right now. Not yet. And, uh, you know, there's been rumors it was going to be go to sleep versus go to sleep. Him versus Kenta. Okay. Um, But I, they haven't announced anything yet, and I don't know. So All right. So let's get to the main attraction this week, which, of course, was just another banger of a segment on SmackDown with the Bloodline. And I'll tell you, man, Jey Uso might be getting it. I mean, he might be earning an Emmy nomination. Because he keeps doing it to us where we just don't see it coming. 
And again, I, and, and Jimmy was great. I love Jimmy using the real names. Uh, he's calling him, you know, he's saying uh, whatever he was saying about Joshua, you know, yeah. and I, I love them invoking the real names when they're getting real serious. Hey, last week or two weeks ago, it was Jimmy not using his Uso voice. He was using mm-hmm. his regular voice because right. he was being super serious. I love that shit. Uh, Roman was phenomenal. Just the laughing in the background. I got you. He's with you. It's all of it. Just the the laughing at the two of them was phenomenal. And then like Jay gets me. He got me again. I I thought they were kicking Jimmy out. You know, had me hook, line, and sinker. They were kicking Jimmy out. And then he busts him in the face. All hell breaks loose. Super kicks for Solo. Super kicks for Roman. It, it was, again, a fantastic segment, which is obviously leading toward money. Well, no, they announced it, I think, yesterday. I think they announced Bloodline, it. Bloodline Civil War. Yeah. yeah, I think they announced it, Solo and Roman, against the Usos. They did. So, yeah. yeah. They're calling yeah. it. They call, It was on a... They're after show or the next day show. They the do SmackDown, SmackDown Lowdown or something like that. Okay. All Smackdown, right. So, some SmackDown post show. So they're calling it the Bloodline Civil War. So that shit's going to be great. It's going to have to culminate with Roman versus Jay at SummerSlam, right? That has to be where we're headed, right? Yeah, it feels that oh way. Oh my God. You know what would be the way? It wouldn't even be if it, and I, I think Jay, I'm not saying that Jay's going to beat Roman. I do think that over these last couple of years, like you want to talk about a masterclass at creating a a superstar. I really think Jay Uso has catapulted himself to a major babyface star. I really do. I think I think he's about to be big time, big time babyface star. Wouldn't it be amazing if he were to beat Roman? And I don't know that he's going to. I hope he does. If he were to beat Roman. Doesn't beat him one, two, three. Beats him like in an I quit match where he makes Roman actually quit. Can you imagine if that's how that's it WrestleMania. comes down? I think, I think that's WrestleMania 41. 41. WrestleMania 41. After they have their... their a year and a half re- from now. That's after they reunite, they have their face run, and then they turn on each other again. And then... I mean, happens. for Roman to eventually lose by quitting. Whoo! That would be amazing. That would be something. I legitimately, when he said, and I'm out too, and kicked Roman, oh. I threw my hands up in the air. I like, oh. legitimately threw my hands up in the air. I was just like, this. I texted you today. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to call it, man. It's the best story in the history of professional wrestling. The Bloodline is the best story in the history of professional wrestling. Well, we should do I that know that's for a, a show coming up then, right? Our, we, our top five. Well, I already spoiled my number one, but I'll get I'll 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 I'll, I'll reconsider while I'm doing my rankings. So it's right now my immediate way too quick reaction off of Friday night is, it's is that ever. it's the best it's the it's the best ever. I could probably be convinced that it's not based on research and going back through things, but right now it's hard to and you mentioned making you know, developing Jay through this story into a main event, you know, star. He's not the only one. They, he is a Sammy, star. They did it for Sammy, who was great before, but became arguably the biggest in the business for for a couple months. Jay is a star. He's we're a clear, star. We're clearly leading to Solo being a star. Um, and so and is Jimmy, this a, is this the direction? Great too. Is this the direction we're going in now? Say for the next six months, like. This is how you stretch out the bloodline story is by doing bloodline civil war. Yeah, I think it's 
at least the way it feels to me is it's bloodline civil war it's roman versus jay it's solo turning on roman and joining his brothers it's roman only having Haman and losing his mind get be, continuing to try to figure out how to get it all back and then eventually and eventually the Haman. brother is eventually the brother is saving roman from something huge right. baby face turn for all of them yep and then they fire Haman. Haman moves on they go on a big baby face run because if i'm out you're out Right, exactly. If, exactly. Or if I'm or in, if you're, I'm out. you're out. I mean, that's out. that in my mind, that's the way I envision it. But but you could easily of, get a six lot of months times, out of bloodline civil war, right? Easily. Six months? I think so. Roman's well, not on the you, show every week. Right, I know, but so that's gonna be SummerSlam, and SummerSlam's in two months. So then what do you get do the Survivor series? What are you gonna do after the tag match? Uh um, solo versus Jay? Well, so, you're gonna. Well, it's for SummerSlam. I mean, you're. You're. I think you're gonna get Roman and and Jay. Oh right, so you'll get the tag match at Money in the Bank, then you get Roman yeah. versus Jay, which is the beginning of August, right? But then after Roman versus Jay, so that's July, August. So that's two months. Now you're now after, you're thinking about Survivor Series after that, right? But what do you do? November. Right, but I'm saying, how do you? What do you do for the Civil War stuff after Roman versus Jay? That seems like the culmination of the Civil War, no? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. I'm not saying actually. Who's the North fight. and who's the South? I'm not saying actually fighting, but I I I want to see Rikishi, you know, put mm. into the storyline somewhere. I don't want to see him yeah. fight, but I, I no. want to see Rikishi on TV. Please God, no! Please God, no! Yeah, I um, on TV. yeah. Um, I mean, he's Roman. I, I, Rikishi is Roman's cousin and the Usos' father. Right, but don't you agree? Like at some point, Solo's got to leave Roman and join his brothers. Uh, it's not really on my radar. I don't. I don't think he has to. No, because huh. solo. Ki- it, it's it's different when you're a twin. We're seeing that. Okay, a t- twins relationship with each other is different from regular brother relationship. That's what we're seeing right now. And I think Solo's mo is what's greater, the greater good for the family, as opposed to just my brothers. I don't. Hmm. It's not on my radar. Solo turning on Roman. I don't see it that way. Man. Then I don't know how it ever ends. <laughs> I don't know how it ever ends. I just don't. I don't. And that's and that's the and that's probably what makes it the best story ever. Um, yeah, it's what makes so good. it's what makes like as much as I love wrestling and I like watching all these shows. It it sometimes makes everything else hard to watch. Everything else on the show, you mean? On both shows, mm-hmm. it's just so good. It's like there is great stuff going on in both shows. Both shows have their their moments and the other stories. Mm-hmm. But it's just so many levels above everything else that's going on that it's like, man. Well, I mean, it's I like, like, well, do when, I want, like, there's just like a rant. Like, I don't, I love Chad Gable, but I'm like, I don't want to watch Chad Gable and uh-huh. uh, and Otis stuff when I when I just, I just want the bloodline, want as much bloodline as possible. I mean, think of it like you know, it's it's like with the Marvel movies, like the the Avengers movies are the best, but you know, I also got to watch you know She Hulk. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> sure. Right. It's it's not terrible, I, but it's not the Avengers. Right, right. It just, especially when like on a, you know, it's it's luck. The good thing is that the bloodline is main is predominantly on SmackDown mm-hmm. because if you had to wait three hours every week to see them, it's like, right. At least SmackDown, it's like you only got to get through two hours of programming to get to the good shit. Mm-hmm. You got to get actually you really only have to get through like an hour and a half to an hour and 40 to get to the good shit, like the really good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just. 
I don't know how much more. I don't know what else, what other praise to uh, to heap on it. It just it's it so awesome. good. It was it's awesome. So incredible. Who uh, who do we have? What? Okay, so we added one more contender for Money in the Bank, right? That being Damian Priest. He beat Riddle on this past Priest. Monday night. I'm gonna tell you something. I think Damian Priest is winning Money in the Bank. I don't know. I, I got to tell you, I don't know what's actually happening with Judgment Day anymore. Because well, you so had Finn was you had talking me, to JD McDonough, right? Yeah, you you had me sold that it was Priest that was going to be out. Oh yeah, I still think that. Yeah. I don't think so. I think right. it's Finn. I think it's Finn. So McDonough's going to turn on Finn to replace him. Maybe they're clearly buddy buddy. Maybe because here's what I think is possible. happening. I think it's very possible. I think that that makes a lot of sense too. Because here's what I think is happening. So Damian Priest, I think, is going to win Money in the Bank. <laughs> runner up I got LA Knight like if Priest doesn't win it but I think it's Priest and because he's on the verge of a babyface turn it seems Finn Balor has got and, and they're open about how you know there's been dissension between Finn and Priest Priest told him you and I we've been you know we, we've been at each other and that's because you're so focused on this we'll take care of it do your part win the championship and then you and I can get back to you know if you're going to, you're going to do what you promised me. Okay. Which I guess he was alluding to, he was going to get a title shot somewhere down the road. Was that the promise that Damien was saying Finn made to him? I don't know. I'm not anyway. sure. I missed that part. Anyway. So he wants Finn to go and capture the championship, you know, from Seth Rollins. Seth's not going to lose to Finn. All right. Seth's going to win. Nope. Mm-hmm. I think Damien Priest, same night is going to win money in the bank. And then I think, I don't know. It could be several weeks. Maybe it's a couple months. And Seth Rollins is laid out in the middle of the ring. And Damian Priest is coming in to cash in. It's his opportunity. And who stops him and fucks it up? Finn Balor. It's like, well, then if that, I can't well, then, have the title, you can't have it either. Well, and, he gets, and they kick him out. Well, then that then that makes Finn the massive baby face. And it keeps Damian Priest as a heel. Because if Damian Priest is going to cash in on the biggest face in all of professional wrestling. No, but I think heel. they no, but I think they could make it as he as it's sympathetic. Like, how the fuck did you just do Damian like that? What did he do wrong? He didn't do anything. And they just they beat the shit out of him. Like you can make that's a sympathetic figure if you do it like that. You think so you think Finn stopping him from cashing is there yep. going to be their way of kicking him out? Yep. If I can't have it, you can't have it either. Yeah, they're, like they're setting something up between Finn and Damian Priest. Yeah, I agree, and I I don't necessarily even disagree. I don't disagree that I think Priest makes a lot of sense to win Money in the Bank. I think Finn is the one that's headed out. It just feels that it. it two weeks ago, when you said that, it may. It, but this the segment that happened this week mm-hmm. with the backstage stuff and the JD McDonough stuff. Mm-hmm. And then teasing that him and JD are buddies and this and yep. that. It feels like we're getting, it's going to be more like Finn loses. Finn is mentoring this young kid. Finn's lost his edge. Edge? Finn's lost his edge. He's not really what the Judgment Day is about anymore. He's sort of lost it. You know, he's, he's lost what made him the leader. And he, he he now groomed this other guy to come in and, and take mm-hmm. his spot. Um, that's what it feels like. That's what the Judgment Day is sort of built on, right? Edge did that with them with Finn. Now Finn, it happens with JD McDonough. Mm-hmm. Um, I but it could go either way. That's a, it's a good part of it. The one thing I will say, but your way, your way, it becomes a Finn Balor versus JD McDonough thing. And I'm saying they are, yeah. 
And I'm saying they're clearly setting up for Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Well, no, no, I don't think it necessarily is. Uh, it could, it doesn't have to be a Finn in my way. It doesn't necessarily have to be Finn versus JD. It could be Damian convincing JD that he doesn't need Finn. We can kick Finn out, and you could come in, and then Damian's the leader. Yeah, but they're really angling toward Damian being a babyface. That's all heel shit you're talking about there. You know, they're really angling toward I Damian mean, they, being babyface. They are, but the Judgment Day is still such a heel. I mean, I think they kind of. I don't of think are... they should kick anyone out, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, you know who they should kick out is Rhea, because they don't do shit with Rhea. <laughs> Rhea doesn't do anything. Rhea uh... does nothing. Rhea <laughs> literally does nothing. They give her a new belt, uh-huh. and instead of somebody coming out and challenging her well, for a new belt. Well, she's defending against Natalia. Is that tonight, or is that at Money in the That's Bank? That's tonight. I'm wrong. Okay, all right. Do you think she'll defeat Natalia? I have a feeling. Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, all I know about is... Last month, she just beat Selena Vega. Great match. She's doing so, 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 so they give her a new belt. By the way, the secondary belt, like I thought it was going to be, based on what they're doing with Asuka. They gave Asuka the belt that looks like Roman's belt, mm-hmm. and they gave... Uh, By the way, speaking of belts, real quick, I was okay. right about Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ha- yeah, Heyman had both belts. Yeah, well, that was... Just like I said... All the yeah, belts. no, it's good, and it's good. It's, he's it's clearly good just going to defend the one, but right. he's coming to the ring with all the belts. Yeah, Heyman's, yeah, Heyman, and Heyman's always going to have the other two belts. Yep. It's good. I like the presentation of that. Yep. So they give Oscar the belt that looks like Roman's, which means it's important. They give Rhea the secondary belt that looks like Rollins, even though Rollins is is important. It's not as important. He's because doing an open challenge tonight, belt. right? Do we know who he's, he's facing? Doing open- no, but I I mean, I have a room. I heard a rumor. I'm not even going to say because you don't want to. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to spoil it then if you don't have yeah. a guess. If you have an actual I don't rumor, have a guess. I don't want to hear No, it. I actually had no, I had no, I, I couldn't even, until I read the rumor, which the rumor it could easily be wrong. No, I don't want to hear it. Um, I don't have like a, like, I don't know. I, I was, I mean, I, it doesn't even make sense that they're doing it because he's fighting Finn. Like at Money in the Bank, right, so right, know, right, right. That that was where I was like, who who could this be that you could could be believable at this uh-huh. point, right? Yeah. Um, but it obviously must be somebody that they're going to set up for something maybe down the line. Maybe it's somebody who comes in and gets like a close loss and sets up for after Money in the Bank. Ellie and I um, picked up a win though this week on SmackDown, oh, right? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I, I gotta I gotta address this Rhea thing. Okay, this Rhea go, go. thing is really it's it's grinding my gears. All right, Rhea should be the star of the women's division in WWE on either brand. Mm-hmm. Since she's won the title, she has done nothing. She has these one-off feuds. The Zelina thing was not about Rhea. That was about Zelina in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. She had the squash against Natalia. They give her this new title. And instead of having somebody interesting or dynamic or or somebody up and coming or, or somebody that matters come out and challenge her, Cody Rhodes comes out. Cody Rhodes comes out and we and we oh, use Cody's got the thing going with Dominic. We, we use the introduction of this new women's title to set up Dominic versus Cody at at Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. And now, but but meanwhile, give me can I get another ten minute promo of Becky Lynch not knowing what the fuck she's talking like, literally having no herself. She had no idea what she was saying. She stumbled on her words throughout the whole promo. Then had yeah what her and Zoe. Yeah, and then yeah. she had the nerve to be like, you know what your biggest problem is? You don't have a personality. And you just cut the worst promo of your career. But meanwhile, we don't even have a challenger for Rhea. Well, speaking like, of we which, doing? speaking of which, and this is very similar to Shinsuke versus Bronson Reed for Money in the Bank, who's winning tonight between Trish and Raquel? It's got to be Trish, right? It has to be, right? 
Then you get the whole dynamic of Zoe, Becky, and Trish are all in the match. But like Raquel Rodriguez, she's a big name. And you know what? Qualify. And you know what? Give me Trish winning Money in the Bank. Give it to me. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Give it. Then you get let let Becky and Zoe do their thing for a little bit. Let Trish chase after Rhea for a little bit. If I mean, that would be. I think it'd be fun. Um, wait, is Nakamura versus Bronson Reed for Money in the Bank? It was two weeks ago. Oh, well, because they're fighting tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because they, they're they're capitalizing on that feud. But remember, wait, wait, no, I didn't know if they ago. were like, I didn't know if like the spot was up for. No, 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 no. But it was because like, they're wow. doing that. But they're doing that next week with Shotzi and Bailey. Bailey's spot. spot up. Oh, yeah. Spot is up for Leo volunteered her, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. You got to figure Bailey's going to lose her spot then, right? I, I hope not. I hope not, too, because I want to see it play out in the in the in the match. But well, I also think like. Why put another person in there who's not going to win? Like Shotzi's not Shotzi? winning, right? I mean, or, I mean, we know what she's think so. She has no chance. So you got to have Bailey in there. At least Bailey, there's a story, and she's. You mean you wouldn't be shocked if she won, right? I mean, Bailey, Sha- no. yeah, no. But, but I'm saying Shotzi, there's no chance. Like, what's she in there for? She's no not chance. like she's not like an overly impressive wrestler either. She's not no like chance. built for a ladder match. I honestly, I don't think she's a very good wrestler. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I know a lot of people blamed uh, Ronda in that terrible match that they had. I, I think it was equally on Shotzi, if you remember that from a few months ago. Yeah. Remember, I was yeah, no Shotzi on Shotzi. I the, the whole Shotzi thing, I never really understood it. But um, so I, I can I would be pretty disappointed if Bailey loses her spot. All right, um, all right. All right. Um, what about uh, we? The only other thing I, I that I had, pretty yes, boy. Pretty deadly, number one contenders. Yeah, I really like Pretty Deadly, man. They are a, they're truly a great heel tag. Yep, team. I mean, they really just, like them. No one's ever gonna. They're never gonna be like. I mean, I guess someday they could be faced, but right now they are just massive heels, and they're yep. very good at it. Really they're dig them. Good at it. They're yeah. very easy to dislike. Super charismatic, uh, and I also think that very subtly, they they're dropping hints again of a potential breakup of the Street Profits. You know, with with Angelo Dawkins yeah. eating the pin at the very end, Montez yeah. Ford couldn't save him. And a, I mean, it's and time, a funny right? thing, by the way. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, a funny thing about that: Are they even calling it a gauntlet match? However, they want to call it that tag team gauntlet match. Hit row losing in five seconds is always going to be funny to me. And Michael they Cole, suck. Michael Michael Cole, yeah, saying, "Here comes Flop Dollar." <laughs> oh, they suck. And yeah. and it, it really it really does feel like ever since Top Dollar got caught on the top rope and botched that spot, you know, where he was yeah. jumping over. It yeah, really was... feels like since then it's like, ooh, you guys oh, suck. And well, yeah. by the way, little tease, I have more on that, a little bit more on top on a hit row in a okay. big dirt. They stink. They stink. Yeah. Um but all right. Yeah. So let me give you real quick before you get to big dirt, not big dirt. I got uh, corrections from our pal Victor, a uh, great listener. He gives us stack corrections. Victor Borero, he listens every week. We appreciate him. It's really easy this week. Last week, we were wondering the ages of a couple superstars, mm. Shinsuke Nakamura and LA Knight. Shinsuke Nakamura, do you want to take a stab at how old he is? 42. It's 43. LA Knight, how old is he? 30, 39. 40. There you go. Yeah. You were off by a year. You were a year under on both of them. And those are the only two corrections he had for us this week. 
So, yeah, I mean, I that it, it just so happened that today I spent some time looking at ages of wrestlers because I was all I was all over that AEW yeah. thing, and I was trying to figure out who's the oldest active raw member of the WWE roster right now, like who actually fights. It's obviously. Um, I mean, AJ is pretty old. Edge. Oh, Edge is older than AJ. And yeah. and um, our truth is fifty-one. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. I think our truth is actually the oldest. I think Edge is not Edge is not fifty yet. Edge is like forty eight, forty seven, something like that. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, our truth. I mean, if he ever fights again, I know he had that bad injury, but yeah. Um, I mean, I guess technically you could count Shane McMahon, but I don't because I don't like him. Um, uh, okay. All right, man. Let's do big dirt, not big dirt. What do you got for us this week? Come on. All right. So I guess we'll just start with uh, where we just left off, which is there's a there's reports. I mean, obviously the downfall of hit row really well it started when swerve left wwe but after that uh that dive off uh, and also top dollar never should have lost weight like you look he looks a little strange with the baggy clothes yeah he never should have lost weight um there's reportedly top dollar has enemies in the on the creative team and there's there's people within the company that he's just not very popular with and that has to do with what has happened with their uh creative direction Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. I'm going not Big Dirt because, I, like, we're talking about a wrestler who I think is completely irrelevant, but I, like, I totally believe it. I do yeah. believe that's, I could totally see that being the case, but to me, it's not Big Dirt. He and, Ty, and Hit Row, I mean, I've seen, what's her name in the ring, Fa- B-Fab. B-Fab. And she is not very good either. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, think she's Hit good. Row, but she's good, but she's not good at wrestling. I think Hit Row is lame, so I'm going not Big Dirt. Yeah, I mean, it was built for the the group was for Swerve. Yeah, and Swerve's not there anymore, so yeah. it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, what did you watch the A and E show that he ho- that he hosted that no. sort of got, the hidden he was treasures. actually yeah, but you know what? The show was entertaining, and he was actually very likable on the show. Like he only played for the Dolphins, right? You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple years. Yeah, but. Like, it's actually disappointing that he has failed so, like, so miserably because I actually, he was a good, he, he was just like a likable guy on the show. I thought there was something there, and he's, I mean, he's huge. But, I mean, I think I told you, when we went to the house show, and when I went to the house show at MSG, and he, he couldn't move. He can't move. Like, he, he, besides from the fact that he's not very good in the ring, he just can't yeah. move. It's, yeah. it's really hard to watch. Um, all right. So, Monday on Raw... It was Imperium versus um, Teo and Sammy, right? But it yeah. was Giovanni. It was uh, Kaiser and Gunther. Gunther, were yeah. No Giovanni Vinci, not on the show. Didn't come out with them, not on the show. Apparently, there's question on he might be gone. Like he's apparently he's not really hurt, and there's no real word according to the dirt sheets on when he's back on TV. But he's not off TV because of an injury, apparently. Wow. And there's also a rumor that he could be replaced by Ilya Dragunov. Okay, well, I'm going big dirt. The first part, because, man, Imperium's like a really big deal. And yeah. for them to be dumping a member or a member to quit, you know, that that's obviously big dirt. Yeah, I don't know it, what I don't know if it's a contract thing or if this is just all bullshit, but you know, it's the, the was, Ilya Dragunov part though, I don't necessarily buy. I don't think yeah. he's. Big I don't think enough. he's a sidekick. I also don't think he's a sidekick. Well, that, okay, so I, that's not the way that I mean big enough. I mean stature wise. I don't think he's uh, big enough to be an Imperium. Yeah, but he could be like their Butch. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't think he's physically big enough. Yeah, I certainly I don't think, think he's a sidekick, but I, I, I don't think he. I think standing next to those guys, I think he would look out of place. So I, right. I don't buy it. But that's big yeah. dirt. Okay. Um, WWE is reportedly interested in Hook. And Taz reportedly wants Hook to end up in WWE. That's it. That's the story. <laughs> yeah, I go big dirt. Yeah, right. I think that's interesting. I, I, it's like... You know, Does he get I, to bring the FTR title with him? And is he the FTR champion? That's what it is. FT, FTW, FTR, FTW. Not FTR, FTW. Not FTR. Yeah, he's the champion of Cash and, and yeah, yeah, Dax. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go Big Dirt. Uh, I like Hook, but it kind of just feels like they don't really know what to do with him right now in AEW. Now, that can obviously change, but I, I'll, I'll go Big Dirt. He's very – I mean, he's young. I mean, young. he's got to be like in his early 20s. So. Very young, yep. Um, well, he's going to be in Jungle Boy's corner. For the title match, I don't know if you saw that backstage yep. segment. Jungle Boy said, I-, "I need you to be there. For me. I need you to be there for me." All right, um, where was? I? Oh, okay. This is big. Okay. So, well, and I'm normally, the one who decides, but go ahead. Well, sorry, that's true. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to spoil it, but um, uh, normally this would be sort of a spoiler. But mm-hmm. because he himself has been tweeting about it, apparently Carlito has been telling. Bookers on the indies that he is signed to WWE. Well, and apparently at an independent show, he in the ring, he got on the microphone and he said, said the rumors true. are true. The rumors yeah, that's are big true. dirt. I want to see Carlito. Obviously, he'd be a new member of the L. Or I, I mean, we we already know he's a member. I mean, he ran to the ring wearing an LWO shirt. Uh, it's funny. I heard Carlito tell a story about that. He was on some podcast. It may have been with my pal Chris Van Vliet, where. They talked about him wearing the LWO shirt to the ring in Puerto Rico. And they told him, like, we, we want you to wear this, okay, to the ring. And he goes, yeah, I'll wear whatever shirt you want, but you got to understand, it's coming off really quick. Meaning... Oh, because he's jacked. Yeah. Be, like, if you understand what I'm talking about, that shirt, whatever you give me, I'll wear it, but it's coming off real quick because yeah. he's got to show everybody. I'm, I'm going to be on pay-per-view here. I got to show everybody I am jacked to the gills. Yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. Now, wasn't... Carlito, for the most part, I think Carlito's like big run in WWE. I was a little out of it for a little, like wrestling in general. He was a heel for the most part, right? Of course, yeah. Okay. And his very first cannot... match, he beat John Cena. Right. Um, don't you see a scenario where he comes back as LWO but turns on them, and 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 he and he's just like a, the biggest heel in the company right off the bat. Well, I mean, the one that he should, well, the one that he should turn on would be he should turn on Red. Right, or turns on somebody in L. The, yeah, Ray. No, it should be Ray, because Ray's the one the crowd's always going to be behind. Right. Yeah. That, that so. would be the play. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, and this is the last one. Just because I know how much you love this story, I'm just going to throw this in there. Rick Bassman. Remember Rick Bassman? Oh, He's the promoter who's trying to do the Goldberg retirement show. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, <laughs> this re- guy. <laughs> He's reportedly trying to add John Morrison... Rob Van Dam and Chris Masters, in addition to Sting, to Goldberg's retirement show, which he is trying to do in Jerusalem in oh. September, which would be the 20-year anniversary of something. I don't know. I got it. This is not, not big. No, dirt. it's got to be more than 20 years, right? This is not, but yeah, 25. This is more than 25. Probably. 30, maybe 30 years. I don't know. This is not big dirt. Number one, it's so tacky. The whole idea that because he's Jewish. We're going to do it in Jerusalem. That's tacky as hell, number one. Are and any num- of those other guys Jewish? 
Well, I'm trying to think of those guys specifically. Why those guys? Nah, man, I don't. Because so. they're not that busy. Yeah, uh, I'm not picturing Rob Van Dam lighting the menorah. So, well, so what, what's their connection to Goldberg? Like, <laughs> uh, just that he wrestled against them back in the day, I guess. John Morrison? No, and Chris Masters neither, right? Yeah. I just and, and not only is it tacky as hell, but I I don't think anyone is pining for a Goldberg retirement match. You couldn't get me to watch that. You couldn't get me to watch that. So I'm going not Victor. There's been a lot of like buzz on Twitter of a uh, Goldberg Ryback situation. Yeah, I th- th- talk about things. That could be the plot of a movie called Things I'll Never Watch. I I just no. You have you have no interest in ever seeing Ryback again. I thought Ryback had a little good, had a pretty good run. I thought he had some potential. It's fine, like fine. But when I don't he care. like when he was started calling himself the big guy, like yeah, like in promos, feed me, like feed me more. Well, feed me more was always his thing. But when he started like just referencing himself as the big guy, and he was That's, like a little funnier. I'm not I, against I there was, if Ryback. There's some meat left on the bone there. I'm not against Ryback return. I am against Goldberg. That I'm very. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought he already had his return. Like what? He thinks that he's owed something. He had a long, he had a, he had a long undefeated streak. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Although it jumped by the dozens on a weekly basis. Right. That's true. He was wrestling several times a day. Yeah. I still remember his first match on TV. It was uh, against Hugh Morris. I was going to say it was Hugh Morris. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Excellent job. That's another edition of Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. Really good stuff. Hope everybody enjoys this week's worth of wrestling. We'll do it again coming up this weekend back at our regularly scheduled time. Joey, say, uh, tell all your fans and listeners you will talk to them next week. Go ahead. We'll see you guys next week at our regular scheduled time, which I... Are we, are we Sundays now? Saturday for or Sunday. It might have to be Sundays. We'll see. Saturday or Sunday. Well, yeah, I guess, it remains to, I guess it remains to be seen if CM Punk can carry a yeah. Saturday show to yeah, make we'll it relevant see. enough. All right. We'll see. Cool. All right. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of It's Still Real to Me. There are more identity threats than you realize. Even if you monitor your credit, only a little personal info needs to leak out. Like your social security number or password. Or you to become a victim. LifeLock alerts you to threats you could miss. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions. But everyone can save up to 25% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com aware. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.